Madden Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary. The year is 3013. The galaxy is scintillating in the mellow light. Two galactic pilgrims seek out vistas in the samurai future to bring forth the unity of the cosmic shaman. Opening the door of the pantheon of mystics, the evil sorcerer wizard powers the engine of science, seeking to forever alter the sacred balance, traveling on effervescent balls of summer fire. This week, hey, it's me, Super Mario Brothers. In the year 1993, this wasn't no game. This was a live-action thrill ride. Yeah, that's the music there. You kind oh. of started with the the Mario theme and then went into like the end of level version. Yeah, I know. I guess it kind of worked. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to follow the uh, basic tone of this movie. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is when when I started doing that, Zoom started asking me if I was playing music and he had to set up professional audio. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, it won't go off my screen now, so I, I got to look at that. Um, <laughs> But yes, I am yes. so well. Zoom thinks it's professional audio, says Matt. <laughs> <laughs> no, I boop. I was. That's not humming. That's booping. Yeah, I'm oh. Matt. You you introduced me. You're Luke. Woohoo! It's a me. I'm a Luke. If not in terms of this movie, hey, it's a me. I'm a Luke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for our, I'm Luke Mario. That's me. Uh, for <laughs> for Super Mario Brothers, the the the. Well, we're going to say infamous movie, but, you know, spectacular movie, of course. So, um, Luke, you bought it on Blu-ray. I guess you're first. I bought... So, well, you have to probably introduce our guest. Oh, that's a good point, too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Your job um, there. We're joined by Zoe today, who I think is the perfect guest. I opened your Twitter to find the link to the Zoom. And Twitter has the little thing with like, your most recent pictures, two of which were from this film. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big... <laughs> I'm a big Super Mario Bros. 1993 head. Um, big fan. Uh, life-changing cinema. Life-changing acting. Life-changing everything. Uh, <laughs> nah, I just I'm I'm very passionate about this movie for <laughs> some reason. There we go. So for me, I first came to this movie. My grandmother, my father's side, just happened to have this like among their collection of videotapes. I think, like, recorded off the TV. And, you know, I was a Mario kid. I had my Game Boy. It's like, ooh, Mario, but a film? Okay. I just accepted it. I like this film, like, from day one. <laughs> I have no truck with all the haters, so. <laughs> like, I just watched it for the first time last night. I, I was saying uh, before we were recording that, you know, when this came out, I was like, a little too old for kids' movies, but I'd play Mario, so I was like, oh, should I go see that? But I was old enough that I was looking at the reviews, and which you shouldn't necessarily base things by reviews, but, you know, 14-year-old, oh, I'm going to be smart. I'm going to check if it's good, and the re resounding answer is no, so I probably went to see Point Break instead or something. Sorry, <laughs> that, that, might, that might actually be 1991, but, you know, something along those lines. But I got a good build-up to this film um, 
because I think I've I've been mentioning you, Luke, I've had a recent weird obsession with like off-brand Koopa stuff. So mm. I put on Christopher Hewlett, Mr. Belvedere playing um Koopa and the Ice Capades. That was fun. I also and, and sent you this link recently for um the early nineties LA based kid show King Koopa's Crazy Cartoons, which has uh the guy the insane man who played Starscream playing King Koopa in a totally bizarre costume and screaming. There's only like five minutes of footage of this, but that was amazing. So that that got me kind of revved up for this film, basically. Hmm. <laughs> I was ready. I, I basically know about this. So like I'm I'm the youngest of like three siblings. And I that I remember I remember the conversation of the first time that I, I heard about this. I was in HMV with my dad and I'd bought or I'd say he'd bought the um Final Fantasy VII Advent Children movie and I was like, oh wow, because I was like 10 at the time. I was like, mm. oh wow, I wish there were more video game films. And my dad was like, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, can you can you like explain? And he was like, have you seen the Super Mario Brothers film? And I was like, no, I didn't even know there was one. And then we found it. It was a fiver, bought it, went home, watched it. And I was like, ah, right. I, I get it now. I get it. But then like, it's it's one of these things that I watched when I was young, and because like I like growing up, I was a big Tim Burton fan and stuff like, like the Tim Burton Batman films, and like even more so now that I'm a bit older, like I'm really I love like Blade Runner and like Dark City and stuff like that. It fits into that weird like neo noir kind of mm. thing, neon noir even um, setting of those kinds of films, and it's just it's so. It's so odd that like they saw Mario Brothers, which you know you'd look at the franchise and you'd think, "Wow, this is such a bright and colorful thing," and you're like, "Yeah, we're gonna make it look like it smells bad, and that it's really dreary and dark, and it just sucks." <laughs> like, well, that's I just that's what I just I, love it. What I find so interesting is because you say that, but really all they had to look at was like the three NES games, mm. and like the first one's not that colorful. It didn't really know how to be colorful. <laughs> But like you've got the Mario Brothers, you've got the monsters, they save a princess, you know, there's mushrooms. If you look at it in the context of when it was made and it just had the games to go on, it's not that weird of a leap. It's a different interpretation. But I yeah. think a lot of people try and compare it to Mario now. But like yeah, Mario I'd now didn't exist fair. yet. Yeah. And I, I kind we've got the new one. I don't we'll put it into this later. We've got the new one coming out, and like it does look fun and I'm probably going to enjoy it. But also it looks exactly the same as what I already get from the games. Whereas a film yeah. like this is like, this is such a different take, but it still just fires my Mario receptors a little bit. I was looking at a bit of the production background um, and it's, it seems they specifically were thinking this was like, oh, this is a Super Mario World adaptation. They were specifically well, that's, that's that how the game. dinosaur stuff yeah. comes in. I guess that's where yeah. the dinosaur stuff comes in. Um, Nintendo, they they were actually like, do you? Would they they would they approached the company about licensing, and they're like, do you want to you know collaborate? And Nintendo is like, no, we want to see what happens when we let someone else use our property. We think it's strong enough that we actually don't need to be involved. So <laughs> they were basically let loose to do whatever, which is maybe why this is kind of so off brand feeling right and also mm. like they would never ever do that again after this no no this this changed their mind about just laying their properties out all willy-nilly i mean yeah, they, they've the become time... like the disney of video games now they won't let anyone touch anything 
this is about the same time Phillips was doing all those bizarro um, Zelda yeah, games. Yeah, the CDI oh, and stuff. Oh, the CDI stuff, yeah. Yeah, so they, they learned it the, the the hard way, but the fun hard way, I guess you could say. Um, yeah. The, the other thing I noticed looking at uh, just some of the productions, the original script was actually, like, dramatic. Like, mm. like it didn't have the... It was this without, like, that many jokes. So that would have been, like, an even weirder take if if that had happened <laughs> well also, apparently like the earliest script was basically just um like the rain man it was just a road movie with mario and luigi and rain it was man. literally written by the guy who wrote the rain man and it's like you just you just wrote your same script again this is really lazy yeah uh, the, the video game layer you know changes things they've, they, i'm just looking here as well it's like the, the production titled the script drain man as well, which is quite good. <laughs> that. That's good. Yeah, uh, I mean, if you want like behind the scenes info, because of this film's weird history and its big cult following, like all of that stuff already exists. There's podcasts, there's YouTube videos. We're never going to compete with that. So, like, probably not going to try. <laughs> but that that stuff is out there and it's fascinating. Like, I would recommend checking out. Some of that kind of content. Just don't expect it from us. <laughs> Get what you're given and be grateful. <laughs> Let me go ahead and give that content of the uh, plot summary of this particular movie. Let's go. When that infamous comet hit 65 million years ago, Earth was split into two dimensions, the mammalian one you and I know, and a dinosaur one. The worlds meet when Princess Daisy's egg is hatched in 1970s New York City. Cue to the present of 1993, where we meet the Mario Brothers. Mario Mario, a plumber, and Luigi Mario, an apprentice plumber. Luigi meets Daisy, now a paleontologist. But Iggy and Spike have come from the dinosaur realm and chased Daisy and the Mario Brothers into Dino Hatton. It seems Daisy has part of the original rock that split the worlds and can now merge them again. At least this is Dino Boss's King, uh, Dino Boss King Koopa's plan. That dastardly villain also has a de-evolution machine to control the masses by turning them into Koopa Troopas or fungus in the case of Daisy's father, the former king. Mario and Luigi throw their plumber's wrench into Koopa's plan, de-evolve him into slime, and re-evolve the king back to his kingly state. They return to New York City in their plumber life, but after a few weeks, Daisy bursts in with another mission, as we're sure to have many sequels to this movie. <laughs> You made a mistake there, or rather, they made a mistake. Because, yes, it would have made sense if those were Koopa Troopers, but apparently they're the Goombas. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, (laughs) 
I, he you does know say what? Goomba oh. like 20 times in the movie. I guess I feel like I'm saying something offensive when I say Goomba. Yeah, well, you are. You're Goomba. <laughs> eating the eating the gap of goo right out of the fridge. Yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah, it's just hard not to want to. I feel like the use of saying Koopa is most has gone like sort of out of favor, at least in the English speaking world. It's it's all Bowser, right? Well, the the, the species are still Koopas, but he is his name is Bowser. Yeah, yeah. No, I I get, I get that that's a title and Bowser's his name, but it's just no. you know you know especially once the R the second of the RPG showed up, right? He's he's, yeah. he's Bowser now. <laughs> when I well, when this movie first came out, um, now I'm like, oh, holy holy crap, Dennis Hopper's in it, right? That's my right thing now. When it came out though, I didn't really know who Dennis Hopper was. Um, Bob Hoskins actually was on my radar because I had loved Who Framed Roger Rabbit so much and had, you know, I had my plush Roger Rabbit, my plush Jessica Rabbit. Not not the second one. That would have been funny, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, John Leguizamo had had the um, the sketch comedy show House of Buggin, which was supposed right. to be like the, you know, in Living Color was like the urban comedy. And then and then House of Buggin was supposed to be like the Latino version. Right. So, okay. Um, I, I was actually on on a surprisingly strong John Leguizamo streak when this came out. <laughs> so I'll tell you where I'm at. John Leguizamo is a pretty legit actor who you see everywhere. And every time I see him, I'm like, yes, it's Luigi. <laughs> 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 to this see, day, he shows up in John Wick. Oh, my God, it's Luigi. It's Luigi. See, it's I'm probably f- better that than the the violator from the Spawn film, which is also not great. But... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah, he was. I thought of him as basically. I thought of him in um or uh, about as Jim Carrey at the same time. You know, pre-masked Jim Carrey and John Leguizamo were like kind of like okay in, in the same space in my head. Which I think they kind of were pop culture wise at the time, which sounds weird now, but yeah, he's very likable in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think like that. That's one thing I really like about this is I really like. Um, Bob Hoskins and John Lizagiamo together. I think mm. they've got really good chemistry as Mario and Luigi, and I think that's that's like a big part of why I like the film so much because it seems believable. It's just nice. They're just a nice duo on screen. Um, but yeah, like I <laughs> I wasn't born when this film came out, so when I eventually <laughs> watched it, I knew John Lizagiamo as. Sid the Sloth from Ice Age and then Bob Hoskins <laughs> from um Roger Rabbit. Uh but yeah, it's 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 so it's such a like looking at the actual cast for it, there's like some really some really great people in there, but uh, there's also like the people that they nearly cast in it. And funnily enough, the one that I find really interesting is originally they were thinking of casting Tom Hanks as Luigi. But then the studio changed their minds because around the time that they were looking at doing it, Tom Hanks' last two films out was Turner and Hooch and uh, Joe versus the Volcano. And the studio were like, they were both flops. He's not got star power anymore. <laughs> and then like the next film he went to make was Forrest Gump. <laughs> just, just insane. And then they also they approached uh, Danny DeVito to be Mario as well. Uh, and they also approached both Michael Keaton and Arnold Schwarzenegger to play uh, King Koopa or Bowser, and they both turned it down. So it's it, it's interesting to think what the film could have been. The, the Danny DeVito, and... Tom Tom Hanks, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mario movie, that's up there with like the um, 
forgot his name, so I can't make this clever point I was going to make. <laughs> I was just thinking, uh, I, you know, the, it's up there with the Guillermo del Toro of it in like parallel yes. universe movies. Uh-huh. I need to see. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was I was thinking, man, Michael Keaton would be cool in that role. <laughs> I, it'd be, it, I'd think he'd absolutely kill it. Like, it'd be so good. I but mean, I there's not many I roles didn't... Michael Keaton wouldn't absolutely kill, yeah. it, and he is great. More but Dennis Hopper is just great in this, though. <laughs> oh, he he chewed through scenery more than if they yeah. got the actual Bowser in. Like, yeah, yeah I mean, he doesn't look anything on target as far as you know he's got an interesting haircut that's cool yeah yeah (laughs) but i'm just saying you know they they paid him in cocaine and it shows so (laughs) (laughs) and and and, you know with des hopper that's 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 more of a compliment of course but uh (laughs) the other interesting mario casting from the early 90s would be the um super mario cartoon where they had a Captain Lou playing Mario. Yeah, I, yes. I think maybe that's kind of what they had in the back of their head when they put Bob Hoskins in this role. Yeah, <laughs> it's oh, just yeah, because yeah, that that is a more like Italian American Brooklyn vibe than like what we think of as Mario now, which is just like no human being talks like that, <laughs> <laughs> unless you're Chris Pratt. <laughs> so there, then, then it's just I'm a dude. <laughs> I'm just some guy. Well, I just the character of Mario has changed so much since this time is like, like you said, you know, like Nintendo has gotten way more protective of their IP at this well, point. But also, right? like at this time, he wasn't a character. Yeah, this is the character, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. when this film came out, the character was like, you know, 32 pixels. Like, yeah, I'm trying like, to I mean, they had, I think that maybe like the Super Show and stuff predates this, but. That wasn't canon either. We hadn't oh, really had like definitely. a Mario that talks or, you know, really shows it much personality. I mean, Mario was just a vessel that you used to run and jump on stuff. Where are some other franchises that had this weird run of uh, making it to to filmed media? Um, I can't it, think of kind of the turtles because it's like a comic book and then a cartoon and then mm. a live action film and then another cartoon. I like none of them are actually that much like the comic book. Y- that's You've true, got but Giver as well. Mm. The guy, the first Giver film's got Mark Hamill in it, and then the second one, it's David Hayter, which is quite interesting. No, I remember I got the first one because you're like, "Hey, Luke Skywalker's in another movie." No, no way. That's all I remember about the. Gu- <laughs> I remember a lot of black. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's in a black suit, right? So that, but I mean, that doesn't nearly have the cultural impact of of, of your Mario. Um, no. But then, like, this film's cultural impact is not, like... For internet-pilled people like us, it seems like it has a big cultural impact. But for, like, most <laughs> normal people, I yeah, bet a lot of them have forgotten this existed. I was going to say, because for the Turtles, the cartoon turned out to be the iconic image of the Turtles. And mm-hmm. yeah. At least the first movie was, you know, pretty good, pretty successful, well-reviewed, blah, blah, all that. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's like... Well, I, I, I guess, guess you get early Lord of, the, of... Lord of the Rings is another weird one, actually, where like there had been like weird animated versions and stage play versions and all of that, but then people forget all of that existed once the Peter Jackson one comes up, and it's like, no, this is when. Yeah. There's another famously lost movie because there where it's at least some inkling of um the Beatles wanting to be in Lord of the Rings, directed by Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> I have heard of that one, and I I can see the Beatles as the Hobbits. I don't think that's that wild 
it's not that wild, but I mean, it sounds as a massive Beatles fan, that sounds like a massively terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I'm not saying it'd be good. That. I'm just saying I could imagine it happening. It'd be entertaining. <laughs> I mean, I'm guessing someone got the idea and Kubrick was just, uh, no, that's stupid. I'm making 2001 go away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm creating cinema. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Who, who else do we have here? Uh, we've got um, Fisher Stevens showing up here, who's another sort of, I see him in a bunch of stuff and I always think of him from this. Well, either from this or playing an Indian guy in Short Ooh, Circuit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, geez, yeah, okay. Like like we did when we talked about Short Circuit. And I don't know if I've said this on air a while, but every episode of this podcast is still, still um post produced under the file name short circuit because I haven't changed it since then. <laughs> I also remember him showing up in Lost and being like, oh my God, again, it's the guy from Mario, because that's just <laughs> this film is so ingrained in my head. Uh, another Go ahead. I think that's like one thing I think was really funny is is um obviously when they were writing Iggy and Spike, which is who Fisher Steven and Richard Fisher Stevens and Richard Edson play, it's like they've just watched Home Alone and they're like, ah, the wet bandits are funny. We should do them but Koopas. Right. Like that's that's what I feel like the when I was watching it, I was like, Yeah, I'm getting getting big Home Alone vibes from this from me, the only film I've seen is Home Alone. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. it just it just yeah, I uh, I do enjoy the gag choice. of they spend half the film as idiots and then sort of half the film as smart. Yes. It, it is that classic Hollywood thing of a dumb writer trying to write smart characters. So yeah. They just, they just use, use one word, but words. still dumb. Yeah. Yep. A few math equations, yeah. <laughs> the the other bit of casting here, which I, I guess has fallen a bit to the sands of time, is uh, Toad is played by Mojo Nixon, who was a kind of jokey rockabilly guy around this time who mm. and, and i remember seeing him on dr demento so just for for a bit of weird owl uh resonance but yeah basically he's like he's like kind of like weird owl but not doing parody songs and and seems like he he actually is trying to be a rockabilly guy at the same time so <laughs> again like again nothing like the game but a likable little character i have no beef yeah. with this toad and I like the way he ends up with like the swirly pattern as a Goomba. <laughs> yeah, and these little like harmonica as well, so you can just dist- another way to distinguish him against the other Goombas. Yeah. Yes, that's thing because you YouTube want to be viewers like... can see that you currently are embodied by this. Yes, harmonica Goomba. <laughs> Toad <laughs> Super Mario Brothers nineteen ninety three. Toad, my beloved. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's just good. I like I have to say, like another another thing I really like about this film is I think the the makeup work and like the animatronics and the creature building in it is really good. Like it's <laughs> I, I don't care it doesn't look like the video game ones. It's still good. I think the Yoshi animatronic in this is one of like the best dinosaur animatronics ever in film. Yeah, yeah, um, it walks across the screen and it looks yeah, great. It's it's incredibly well done. Um, and like the the Goombas are just fun, like they're just yeah. great. Like they're just really funny. And my my thing I noticed earlier when I was watching it again is quite a lot of them have like name tags, 
<laughs> and like the bit when they're like all dancing in the elevator and one of them comes in, the one that comes in and looks really like pissed off, his name's Phil. It's just great. I'm like, that's great. It's Phil Goomba, new favorite character. <laughs> but I, one thing is it canon now with with their the Mario Brothers full names? Does that come across as is, is he officially <laughs> Mario? Every now and then they imply I that. Hope so they still imply that. I, I'm not sure. I, I certainly hope so because that's that. If if nothing else, that's a you know maybe they didn't. Toad's fun, but he's not right. Yoshi's fun, but he's not right. But again, because the characterizations we all know now simply didn't exist at the time. Mm-hmm. So right. you know, it's 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 perfectly forgivable, and they went this interesting route. Like it's I bad. think, I think they got like actual people who worked on Blade Runner on this <laughs> film. Like yeah, and I I know the people's complaint is always just like, well, that doesn't look like Mario. But you're right; it does look really good. Yeah, uh, there's a shot in this film where it shows like the city, and then it pans across it and up through a window, and you see Daisy in the window. It looks great. Yeah, and it's it's. We fun. should probably mention it. we haven't talked about the actress who plays Daisy at all yet, <laughs> Samantha Mathis. She's like she's just fine. Yeah, she does. <laughs> she does the job. I think she's the one person who suffered from like getting cast in this, and then that was the end of her career. Whereas the oh, other yeah, the rest kind of, of escape matter at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a, this is just a fun, a very fun example of let's put forty five million dollars down a dead end, you know? Yeah. Do what you want to in that dead end. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, I guess they didn't know it was a dead end, of course. But no, no, no. They, they thought this was uh, going to be a massive franchise of Mario was going to mm. be the new Star Wars. But <laughs> well, let's uh, I guess I guess we should focus. Did you want to I got one, one more thing on the Marcus? actors? We talked about like Mario and Luigi being really fun brothers in this and like having a nice relationship. As I understand it, the reason for that is because they became very close because they both hated working on this film. Yes. Um <laughs> this this is another this is another thing. Like they they knew like they both knew this film was gonna just not do well. It was just gonna flash flash in the pan, it was like that bad. So they started showing up on set drunk um, and there was actually an instance where Bob Hoskins broke his hand because John Lissagamo crashed the van that they drive in during shooting a scene I see where the van in one of the police cars but like they, I think, it, I don't even think that's an isolated incident, I think I remember reading like a while back that like they got injured quite a lot on this film because like they just, a lot of the production staff were just got to a point where like we don't really care they're showing up drunk so it's just it's it's amazing and i, I think like if <laughs> that's that's a good way to do it just just mario <laughs> and luigi absolutely hammered I'd, I'd love to see that cut of it i mean i, I like the, I'd the directors as well are a husband and wife team of like yeah basically maniacs who think they're the new kubrick <laughs> yeah it's just, it's like, again, I was looking into them and the only things they had done before they'd done this was they did a Max Headroom TV special and then they'd done like a remake of like a film from 1949 and that's it. And it was like, whoop, right onto Mario Brothers. There you go. Good luck. Have fun. Here's $45 million. <laughs> we trust you. That Max Here's $45 million and a SNES. Good luck. <laughs> The, the Max Headroom TV special did make a, a quite a splash back in the day. Yeah. Always being rented out of the blockbuster once it made it there. 
I'd like I said, fascinating story, but I I can't tell you all of it. Yeah, no, I I certainly had to you know rely on my wiki a bit while I was uh, which did uh, by the way didn't mention the the Goombas or the Koopa Troopers, so I I just made a guess. I also I think maybe she was an archaeologist, and I said paleontologist, but that made it more sense, right? Yeah, um, it, she is a paleontologist, but the film might have called her an archaeologist because they're not smart. Okay, maybe that's what happened. Because she's I'm digging like, dinosaur bones, so she's not an archaeologist. Yeah, yeah, I think they did call her an archaeologist in the movie. So technically, I'm wrong, yet I'm still right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like with the Cooper Troopers, where technically you're right, but you're still wrong. Yeah. So design wise, oh that's my a, god, that's, that's a so fungus. Good. I didn't feel comfortable with all that fungus. Yeah, well, it is the Mushroom Kingdom, but they yeah. they made it real gross. It's like the it's... David Cronenberg body horror Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah, it's the thing. The thing it looks like it looks like, and I I think this is probably what it's made of. But it looks like liquid latex once you've like poured out the bottle and like put a hairdryer on it for a bit. But the thing I hate the most about it is especially like the big glob of it that's meant to be like the king, the actual king of of yeah, like where Super his Mario world is. It's I hate the fact that like it's like drips, like there's big like, globs of it like fall off of it. I was like, that's I don't like that. I, there's a lot of slime <laughs> in this film. There's a lot of like goop and slime. And it, I say, <laughs> they could have gone Dragon Quest with their slime. Yeah, it could have been cute, but no. But I do kind of like the way it's like. How do I say it? Like this, this vague fungus that Luigi just trusts, and it tries to help them. Yeah. And like, I don't know. That's kind of a a cool, sweet little idea. And like, once he turns back into a human at the end, I'm just like, oh, now he's lame. But when he was just like a mushroom, <laughs> like the force, but a mushroom. I was into him. <laughs> okay. There was something I, kind of esoteric and cool about that. What's not the concept we're complaining about is the goopiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bit where the one of the scenes where it saves Mario, because Luigi almost killed his brother with a prank. <laughs> well, as did John like was on Luigi, <laughs> Luigi entering his YouTuber prank phrase. I just killed yeah. my brother? What? <laughs> no way, it has to be the TikTok voice. I just killed my brother. <laughs> He's haunting Amazing my mansion prank. now. Hold on, my brother. My brother jumped to his doom. <laughs> that I thought that was fun. I liked I liked the the bouncy trampoline fungus. That was nice. I think mm. one of one of my favorite lines is is when they're I think it's when they're entering like the Koopa stronghold of the big Koopa Tower, and he says, "Ah, it's a building with athlete's foot." They're talking yeah. about the fungus. It's such a good line. <laughs> I, I love her, like just annoyed with the situation Mario is throughout this whole thing. It's so good. 
Right, yeah. See, Mario here does come across as a middle-aged Italian man with a mustache. Yeah, like... but he's, he's meant to be 25. That's the best thing. Like, I remember reading a synopsis and he's like, he's 25. And I'm like, is he? Is he, though? <laughs> um, I mean, I'm, I'm 25 and I feel like that, so... Is that because since then Miyamoto has come out and said Mario's 25 and they've just applied it to this film? I have no idea. It could be. I, just, I think that's I... what's happened because like, he's clearly not in this. <laughs> I'd like to imagine that's what a 25-year-old in the 1990s looked yeah. like. Well, like. Matt does a Twilight Zone podcast and in that we'll see these actors who look like they're 70 years old and it's like, he was 45 at time of day. <laughs> Yeah, there's people age different, you know, back in the day. That's all. Um, I don't know. Twenty five is too young for Mario. I think. I think Mario needs to be at least thirty five. Yeah, you cannot pull off a mustache before you're thirty. Yeah, yeah, he it needs just to, cannot be done. And I, he needs enough experience that we can at least call. I, I get this movie where Luigi's the apprentice, right? Because Mario is mm-hmm. your master plumber, right? That's his skill. Yeah. That's why he's he's super. But he's the older brother. I like. Like in here, in this, they suggest that Mario like basically raised Luigi. I kind of yeah. like that. Yeah. Occasionally, they try and imply that they're twins. I I don't think they're twins. He's got to be the older brother for me. What about the uh the the time RPG? Aren't they the same age as babies? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like yeah. since then, they they've tried to make it out that they're twins. Yeah. But back in the day, I always assumed Mario was the older brother. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I always assumed that too. I think I don't think it's the first time we've come up, but I, I my favorite as a kid really was fake Mario two. Um, so Mar- am I gonna am I gonna do this on the podcast? Sure, I am. Mario two actually had more involvement from the original Mario creators than the Japanese Mario two did, because that's what that team did next. The lost levels. No, so the lost levels was not made by the team who made the original game. Oh, okay. they made the game that we got as Mario two. Okay. That I I I'm willing to call that the most underrated. Well, it's not that underrated. It's a mainline Mario game. It's still now, pretty but... loved, but yeah. <laughs> um, if, if any is my my underrated Mario franchise game is Super Princess Peach for the Nintendo DS. All right, <laughs> right. So you're you're the big Mario the movie fan. Let me show you my session. That's my Peach book. Shrine. Nice. <laughs> I know, yeah, there's a copy of Super Princess Peach at the back there. Excellent. Ah. Such a good game. See, it is a good game, but it is weird that they made Peach's power is just that she has mood swings. Yeah. <laughs> Women, am I right? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder yeah. why they went with the name Daisy. Is it just because it sounds more like a real human name? I, is it? I think it's probably more to do with the fact that like, the romance between them and Luigi because I think Because they went with Luigi, not Mario, I guess, yeah. Um I just like that she's comes out of an egg. That's great. It's the the opening opening looks great and looks gross. Yeah. (laughs) The the opening sequence of this film is so like jarring because it starts with like the sort of sixteen bit dinosaur narration be like dinosaurs came from Brooklyn and then like it moves on (laughs) and it's like a woman running through the streets and she's got a big metal egg and she leaves it on the church and then there's nuns and the nuns watch this baby hatch from an egg and like I have none of them thought it was satanic 
no, they were just totally fine with it. They were all on board with it. I have I have notes because I, I when I watched I watched it earlier today and I took down notes. And one of my notes is literally Daisy comes from an egg. Nuns yes. amazed. Like it's just a Catholic egg. <laughs> a Catholic I wonder, egg. I, I wonder if like the oh. David Ike reptilian people ever got on board with this film. <laughs> I hope so. That is another thing I noticed as well. Mario has like a little uh, crucifix necklace, so Mario is now Catholic. Yeah, of course, he's an Italian American. He's, he's a good Italian American. We we love Catholic Mario. Yes, we do. Uh, Mario for the next Pope. Yes. Okay, I do have two legit complaints against this film. Gone. Couldn't John Leguizamo at least have gotten a fake mustache? If not, I for a real th- one? I think. At the end of the film, when it like has the two week time skip, he should have grown his mustache then. Yeah, it's like now he has become a plumber. He Since break passage. Yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. I would have done it. And also, when they're in their leisure suits at the club, why is Luigi in red why is Luigi and Mario in, red? in yeah. yellow? And then <laughs> yeah. Mario's in yellow. Just put him in the right colors there. Why not? I mean, yeah. you know, I why, guess they have to have their big reveal. Why can't they just wear overalls over a shirt? That's clothes that humans wear. It's not that weird. I know Mario's supposed to be dressed like that from the start, you know? Yeah, because it's just plumber attire. It's not like he's wearing Superman outfit. Yeah, it doesn't no. it's it's not like we have to have the costume reveal. It's like there is no that that's not a costume. <laughs> like I watch stuff from the eighties and like Mr. T just wears that. That's just an outfit yeah. people wore was just long sleeve red shirt under dungarees. Yeah. Before. I think like, that, that's a valid. That was again. That was like a small gripe I had. Is like I noticed in the background of one of the scenes that's in Dino Hatton is there's someone with like a denim jacket, a denim vest on, and it's got ta- the Tasmanian Devil painted on the back. And I'm like, you're from a different <laughs> universe. You wouldn't know who he is. How did you? How did you get that? Where did you get that from? Um, I just, I just thought it was funny. I, I think, I think IMDb co- trivia. Yeah, <laughs> cinema sin, sins counter for that specifically. <laughs> um, I think the costume design in this film is great. Like, I love it. I I love like the eventual like plumber garb that they get at the end of the film. I just think it's it's so nineties and it's so good. Yeah. And I think like all like the sort of inhabitants again, it ties into the makeup thing again. Like the inhabitants of Dino Hat, and I like how some of them are sort of like part dinosaur some of them are just like full dinosaur there's mm-hmm. just like normal and humans but just, I just spikes everywhere people just have spikes yeah, on their clothes it's, it's brilliant they would do they it's... come from cooper's world why not yeah it it feeds into that great like you know it's like cyberpunk sort of gear and stuff like that and like i yeah it, <laughs> i watched this with my boyfriend recently as well and i think at, after we watched it i literally turned to him and i said this film does cyberpunk better than cyberpunk 2077 does <laughs> this is what it wishes it could be super mario brothers 1993 walked so that cyberpunk 2077 could run um <laughs> but it's just oh it's brilliant i think it, it feeds into the whole atmosphere of the film I got the image in my head again. Luke, do you remember it pops in my head whenever someone says Cyberpunk 2077? You have told me, but I can't remember. The, I, I get All I can see in my head is the 1991 uh, PC game Mean Streets. <laughs> so in my mind, that is... Now, at the time, it was VGA. It had some photorealistic, as in like highly pixelated photo, you know, kind of like the, um, mm. the Mortal Kombat style, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And um, I I played the ton out of it, and yeah, 
It's, you know, you fly around in your flying car, solving crimes and occasionally shooting at people. It was fun. But yeah, that's still what I think of instead of this uh, extremely complex, uh, you know, modern game. So I like living in that world. But I was going to say the design on this one, like, yeah, if if it's like if it was its own thing, it wasn't tied to IP, you would have something kind of fifth elementy, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think I I also think this. I think if it wasn't tied to the IP at all and was just released as like a sort of fun, weird, like dinosaur adventure film, I think it mm. probably would have been received not like miles better, but perhaps like a bit better than it was because again, I think it's it goes back to what we were kind of saying earlier because it's although it didn't really you know we didn't really have Mario the character back then there were still preconceptions of what a Mario film would be. Oh, I mean, yeah, the games had box art and stuff, right? And the cartoons existed, so... Yes, absolutely. I am... I know I'm... It's not quite reasonable for me to say, like, no, 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 this is a perfectly valid way to do Mario. (laughs) This is insane. Like, I do realise that. (laughs) Yeah. But I don't... See, I don't think I would like this film as much if it wasn't Mario. Because it is the little moments where he has a bob or that I know those are the Mario Brothers, or it's all the little yeah. moments that are Mario that like really tickle me. You know what would be the perfect solution? I think would have been better, except in the pop culture. Um, mm-hmm. This movie is box art Mega Man. That makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Like it's like oh they kind of got it wrong with how the franchise eventually made Mega Man, but it is in the original. You know because you know it's, I mean well the original Mario box is just. Yeah, your eight bit Mario on there, isn't it? So, yeah, but I th- I don't remember if the um, the Japanese Mega Man box art even had that though. Oh, might have been like that. Might have just creation. been a weird Western invention. Well, so was this movie. So still, works. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he always looked how he was supposed to look in Japan, like the old Rock Man box art. It's just yeah, Capcom from America decided we needed that. <laughs> <laughs> we did need that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. One one other thing that just struck me is like, yeah, that I guess, like you said, the script is so stupid, not as in like, oh, this is a stupid story, but like, like the people who wrote it just put stupid things in. Like when Koopa's like, how did you enjoy prison? I was like, what? By any sense of the word, they were just in jail. They were just in a holding pen. That's not prison. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I've... that's a total nitpicking thing. But at yeah, the but then also like, night, just like. Me. A real random, like, here's a little running joke about um, he's ordered a pizza. Why? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then there's there's one line, I, I, there's two, yeah, there's a couple, I've got a couple lines of written down because I was like, Jesus Christ, when I heard them. But it's when uh, Koopa and, and Daisy, like, it's the first time Koopa's kind of talking to Daisy and he's being weird and and he says every every little girl remembers her first kiss with a lizard and it's like <laughs> no they don't because that doesn't happen i mean every little girl who had a first kiss with a lizard i suppose you would it. yeah yeah that's fair <laughs> sorry sorry i didn't realize this was a universal experience that i was missing out on <laughs> but there's just stuff like that and then my, my other favorite thing about this film is like Say you've it's, never kissed it's... a lizard without saying you've never kissed a lizard. <laughs> okay, goddamn. <laughs> my my other favorite thing about this film is like they use like plumbers as like a derogatory term. 
Yeah. Like it's like a big the big flashing thing that comes up with like plumber alert, plumber alert. <laughs> and then when they're in the police station, or no, it's when they're getting arrested and Mario's like, You're gonna arrest a guy for being a plumber? And then like two I've seconds said that later every time anyone's ever said the word so plumber good. to me. And then two seconds later he's like, I'm being arrested for being a plumber. It's so <laughs> so dumb but it's so good that and yeah. trust the fungus like yeah perfect, perfectly written lines why did i write the note do you like food um yeah, that's, yes. how Louis, that's how luigi asks daisy out on a date oh right okay it's like do you eat <laughs> <laughs> just luke and i as english teachers occasionally get that question like sincerely yeah do you eat? <laughs> I guess. Well, well, the one week is, do you like food more often, which is probably why I wrote that. Um, yeah. Let's see. I wrote this movie so wrong, and, and then something so whack it's right, then it's wrong again, then it's right again. Yeah. I guess <laughs> yeah, it is a journey. <laughs> the knife edge we, we have to do with this one. Um, is, it, is, it, is it out of turn to talk a little bit about your, your USJ trip? being as I'm a theme park dork that doesn't go to theme parks anymore. Yeah, sure. I guess we're not going to get to shove it in anywhere else. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um how how was it? Was it was it too loud? Did you go crazy? Um it was magical and I died of joy. Okay. <laughs> no, like I guess visiting the USJ Mario World shows that oh they could have built something that looks like the games. <laughs> if you if we're going to tie it into this film because yeah, it's like I'm looking around and it's like, oh my god, there's the pipes, there's the mushrooms, there's the coins, there's the question mark blocks, there's the monsters, everything. It was like I'd stepped into a Nintendo um, cool. in a way that this film didn't even try to be. <laughs> what if they'd like instead, like they fucked up and they, they built it as the film one instead of I that? would probably have loved that. <laughs> if not more, oh, at least crap. I Yeah, yeah I, would, I, I would go with that. They didn't they did, notice like, until three GQ, years of that's what they should build. <laughs> Three years of construction. Oh shit! This is the movie one. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! That could be fun. Um, imagine like walkabout Goombas. That would be so good. <laughs> of course, the the big attraction there. I, I guess they're going to do a Donkey Kong coaster. That'll be a bigger deal. But uh, you know, they they went straight for Mario Kart, which I mm. guess you could say this movie does Mario Kart simply because it has a car chase at the end. Um, yeah, Mario to. is in a car. So <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think this came out the same year as Mario Kart. Or was Mario yeah, Kart made too? Yeah, I'm sure it wasn't like a, a like a we were doing Mario Kart in, when they. Oh, made 92 it. was Mario Kart. So I, yeah, it, I mean it works. I was just like in their mind. But no, I, I, like when this film was being made, Mario Kart wouldn't have existed. So, mm. oh Europe, it was 93. That's why I think it's 93. But something I, I say is if I remember that I was three years old. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've said with Universe, uh, not I've heard with Universe. So I haven't said. I'm saying it now for the first time that uh, Mario Kart and Fast and the Furious. Right, two things known for being very fast. And mm. Both rides are very slow. How is that? Yeah, there's bits where it feels fast, but you're meant to be driving around and like playing and shooting stuff. Mm. It's like um, it's like the Toy Story ride. You're actually playing in the the Mario Kart uh, ride. Well, the it, weird and, and, thing like... now, Mario Kart is bigger than Mario. Yeah, like everyone plays Mario Kart, and like Mario Kart Eight is like I think it's in like the top five best selling games of all time at this point. Um, and like when Stormy Daniels was describing Trump's penis, it wasn't mushroom from Mario. It was mushroom from Mario Kart because it's just it's more anyone can play it. It's more mainstream at this point. 
I hate that that ties into this. I know. Well, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> no, it's it's totally valid, but it's right. Like, <laughs> it's, in it's this horrible. Is very Trump, right? Oh, the way he walks as well is very yeah, Trump. Yeah, yeah. Like he does, I know he's he's meant to be like part dinosaur as seen towards the end, but he does little like T Rex arms and he does little <laughs> little Mister Burns walk. <laughs> yeah, <That's> <laughs> probably intentional. People made just as much fun out of Donald Trump in the late '80s and early '90s as they do well, now. Absolutely. <laughs> Biff in Back to the Future Two is like very explicitly based on Trump, right? Yeah. Yeah. And this, if it's not based on Trump, is basically just ripping off Biff. So, yeah, <laughs> directly, I think he is based on Trump. Yeah, yeah, de- it definitely kind of you know fits in the end, and and they, I guess, smartly again, it's 1992 when they're making it. So let's put Cooper with some Dennis Hopper energy. Makes sense then. Now it wouldn't make sense. Who who's who's voicing um, Bowser in the new movie? Jack Black. Yep. And from what I've heard, he's absolutely smashing it. To be fair, okay, okay, yeah. They I did. Just... They did like a little presentation where it had like an interview with Chris Pratt, an interview with Jack Black, and it's like Chris Pratt came across so fake and disinterested. Like the one thing he said about playing the games when he was young, he got wrong. And then Jack <laughs> Black is just like this ball of passionate energy who's clearly so excited to be making a Mario movie, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, they're miles apart. I have a lot um, of time for Jack Black. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm not like dissing on him or anything. I, I, you know, was into Tenacious D and all that sort of thing. I'm just like, is he the right choice? I well, think know. about it when, he, when he's doing like a devil or something in Tenacious D. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. I, I guess that's and he's, cool. And I, like I, the difference between him and like Chris Pratt in this film is he's doing a voice, whereas Chris Pratt is just, just Chris Pratt, just some Pratt guy, it. whereas. It's, you can like Jack Black is doing like a voice and is doing like a Bowser voice, which is quite fun. Um, mm. But you can tell like he's like clearly having fun with it, which is great. Oh yeah, he's having time of his life from what I've heard. Yep. I, I guess that's just uh, one of those instances where it would be like maybe going voice actor would have been a better route than celebrity, you know? Because Mario's already a celebrity; you don't need a celebrity. Yeah, actor. I I would have loved if they had Charles Martinet as Mario. That would have been great. Yeah, well, like, they should do what the RPGs do. We have Charles Martin as Mario, but just don't have him yeah. talk that much. Yeah. Um, well, I, I was, we were, who was I talking to recently about? It might have been with you and Andrew, Matt, about how these days we're getting away from the whole casting actors instead of voice actors thing. But then the yeah. Mario movie has gone way back to, like, there's not a single voice actor in the film. They're all actors. Yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of where I've, I've um, come back on. Since this movie, has there been another just like complete nutsoy didn't hit the mark? Well, adaptation? that was a big '90s thing, right? Yes, yeah, like we can't give you the thing you think you're getting; it has to be like twisted. And I feel like we've we've recently had a couple of like returns to that. Um, the Sonic movie, if they'd released it with the original Sonic design, that's exactly what that would have been. I would have loved that him and his I, human I, teeth. I kind of preferred that version because it was so <laughs> like nineties crap film version of something. Yeah. And the other one, and I do love this film, is Venom. Yeah. It's a Venom film where Spider Man doesn't exist. <laughs> and it's incredibly nineties. 
So I think, but, yeah. But more recently, we do generally, like, adaptations take the source material pretty seriously. But yeah, now I and then, so. they're still, like, an absolute ridiculous one. I guess, yeah. guess X-Men is right Morbius. on the... On the... Right on. Uh, <laughs> oh, Morbius. <laughs> Dr. Michael Morbius. I finally watched Morbius on the plane back from the UK. Oh, no. Oh, how was your time how with the doctor? So, <laughs> it was exactly what people say. It's terrible, and um, Jared Leto is pretty awful in it, but Matt Smith is like Bob Hoskins in this film. He knows exactly what a piece of shit he's in. Yeah, yeah. he's having the time of his life. Just like, well, okay, I'm just going to hand this up. Did he look drunk? <laughs> At times, yeah. Hand. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, we'll crash a car into him. Yeah, <laughs> he's not even in the film. He just shows up to run. He's, like... <laughs> he's like, "I'm serious." <laughs> just comes in. <laughs> so he just drives around Hollywood, ramming his car into sets of films he thinks are going to be bad. <laughs> that sounds like a fantastic uh, occupation to have. <laughs> Were there any other uh, giant topics anyone wanted to toss on this movie? I think I've got uh, most of it out of my system. I like the bit when they put a mattress down a big tube and it becomes like a water slide bit. I think yeah. that's great. They freeze a pipe, they go down that. I also have another note here, which is in all capital letters, that says they actually do plumbing. Because they do, you see them do, yeah, they plumbing. do loads of plumbing, and in like, this. and I and I know in the the fun little trailer they've released for the the new film that's coming out, they show them doing plumbing there as well. But again, I think I I just think it's great we actually see them plumbing because when when before then when have we seen them do plumbing? In the like RPGs ever? we occasionally see some plumbing. Yeah, and I think the idea of the pipes in Mario is meant to be because they're plumbers. Well, there's the yeah. non-Super Mario Brothers, which has a bit of a plumbing feel, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I guess they're technically not plumbing in that game. They're just playing the original Mario Brothers, stomping on Koopas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing I do want to mention is the music. I, I yes. think this film has great music. And that little... Is that comedy music? Yeah, but it, it it works as a Mario theme, right? Like, every different Mario game has its yeah. own little running and jumping theme, and this film has its own one. I think that's really fun. <laughs> I, I, the, oh, I... the actual, like, soundtrack album as well has such, like, an array of artists on it. You've got Roxette, Vinyls, uh, Megadeth is on there, Queen, <laughs> Joe Satriani, uh, and of course... George Clinton and the Goombas doing Walk the Dinosaur, which it features in the... It is a tune. It features in the nightclub scene, which is... Yeah, I I feel like the nightclub scene needs to be talked about because there's so much going on. Yeah. Just in Mara that putting bit. putting the moves on a woman. Putting the moves on, on Big <laughs> Bertha. Line, I'm your main man, Ramadan, your can of span. <laughs> 
Well, what did I? And uh, then there's suit suits as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they got the love is the drug cover. That was kind of yep. weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I just wrote nasty dance moves there, Mario. <laughs> no woman can resist the Mario's charms. He's like, come here and let me touch your neck. <laughs> now, Walk the Dinosaur brought me out a little because uh, there was the movie The Dream Team with was that I think that was Michael Keaton and Christopher Lloyd actually. So, um, but they had when they finally get out of their um, mental institution, they're they're walking the streets to walk the dinosaur. So, um, very is that good the movie, one that um, that tagline you always like to bring up comes from? Oh no, that's quick change. When that's not okay. the tagline, that's just that's what There's I. There's a tagline thought. in the film. That's yeah, that's why I thought the tagline the movie should be was um you don't know the movie that doesn't know red from hell would be mine. No no no, there's a film you talk about where they get mental mental patients to create a tagline. Oh, that's crazy people with Dudley Moore okay. and Daryl Hannah, which has uh, that, Matt yeah, that has a lot of weird films you haven't heard of. So that has the movie The Monster with the tagline "It will fuck you up." <laughs> that that was that was quite fantastic (laughs) which is probably better than this ain't no game it's a live action thrill ride which is a pretty crap tagline to be fair yeah but super mario (laughs) brother this movie will fuck you up (laughs) (laughs) then then it would have sold (laughs) they should actually they should replace the tagline with a quote from bob hoskins because he did an interview about this film where he described it as a fucking nightmare. So I'm saying it should <laughs> be the fun. Super Mario Brothers, a fucking nightmare. <laughs> well, that could be the sequel where they do the whole trapped in a dream thing. Because they yeah. were so sure they were going to make a sequel. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, which, which, to be fair, they should have been able to make too. But, uh, oh well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I, I wish there was like six of these. To get Wario in on the next one. I th- I'm sure, and I think this might just be something that fans have made up in the years since, but the talk was get Daddy DeVito in and he can play Wario. Yeah, that'd be ideal. That would have been great. <laughs> he could still do it. I mean, Wario can be real old too, right? No, but Bob Hoskins is dead, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, good point. Okay. <laughs> So you'll get Disney involved, have a CGI Bob Hoskins. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Disney's not getting involved now with you, you, you Universal Studios having multiple Mario lands. Super, uh, that's Super true. Nintendo Land, excuse me, just for those that are. Well, it's called Super Mario. Nintendo Land, but so far it's only Mario. Donkey Kong's on the way, apparently. It's on the so, way, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's Pikmin in the US one. Oh, there like, are. Dotted uh, about. To be fair, yes, there are Pikmin at the Japanese one as well. You okay. got me there. So they're 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 <laughs> getting a ready roll. Oh, did you get a magic band when you were there? Did yeah, yeah. Which one? Which one, yes, which one I got? Daisy. Peach. Yeah, Peach. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I just watched this movie. That's why I said Daisy. But I didn't and then I took Peach. my picture with Peach, and she <laughs> saw that I had the band, so she said, "Thank you for being my friend." Oh, that was a magical That's moment nice. for you. Yeah, it yeah. made my life. <laughs> <laughs> And and I've heard the hair is very well done on the characters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, yeah. the peach costume looks incredible. The mouth on. moves on it. It's like the sort of like robot mouth on it. Or... The mouth moves a little, and it's just got pre-recorded yeah. lines. Yeah. So it's, it's it's the actual peach voice actor. Like, yeah. That's so fun. That's really good. Fun. Not if you're in the suit having to get the right line out. Oh, she she comes <laughs> out for like an for like twenty minutes at a time. 
and then presumably has to go and have a big rest. <laughs> yeah. Also, could be a dude in there. I don't know. Okay. I was just thinking that if they have to trigger like what it says, or maybe someone like is like off to the side doing that. They've know. got like helpers with them, so I bet one of them has the remote in their pocket or something. Yeah. Disney yeah, yeah. have started doing the same thing. Um not like they've been doing it with the Star Wars characters they have. So like your stormtroopers, mm. your Mandalorians, your Kylo Ren's and Darth Vader's that you have at the park, they like have pre programmed lines that they say and it's amazing like the amount they have. Like it is, it is definitely like it's not them saying it for a voice changer. It is a pre-programmed thing, um. But they've started doing it with like Mickey Mouse and stuff now as well. There's like Mickey heads that like blink and talk, and like the technology is amazing, but it's also horrifying. Like <laughs> it's so good, but it's just kind of like oh, I don't like that. <laughs> Living in the uncanny valley, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So where does this film sit today? I mean, I guess it basically counts as a um, highly entertaining curio at this point. It It, it is a cult yeah. classic at this point. Like, people are dedicated to keeping this film around, getting Blu-rays brought out and everything. Uh, I have this film on Blu-ray, and I'd assumed, I'd always thought Blu-rays didn't have region locking. And then I found out last night when I sat down to watch it that I can't. But luckily the whole film was on the internet archive, so I just watched yeah. it on my phone. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. Would would it be like analogous to the Star Wars holiday special? Back in the day, it was yeah. because, like, reading Nintendo magazines and stuff growing up, they were always ragging on this film, making fun of the Oshi, and like that was most of. Apart from the fact that I watched it on tape at my grandmother's, the main time you ever heard about it was just people ragging on it. And then the difference between this and the holiday special is when the internet finally got a hold of it and it was widely available, it is actually quite watchable and fun. Whereas the holiday special, like, if you watch, a, a, you know, a few scenes out of context, it's pretty funny. If you sit down and watch that thing, it's horrible. Yeah, it's 20, painful. 20, like, minute, 20 minutes of Wookiee growling, yeah. Which, actually, yeah. you say that, that sounds entertaining in its own right. But this movie is certainly more entertaining than that. No, yeah, <laughs> this is like a fun... Like, I'm not saying it's a masterpiece, right? Like, there are scenes where they're meant to be jumping, and it's just like... John Leguizamo standing still in front of a green screen looking bored as the sky flies past. No, do it. Do it. Call it a masterpiece. But it is a <laughs> it is great fun. And it's like it's from a time when you would make an adaptation and just kind of have fun with it. And I yeah. do appreciate that like it is probably better to have films that actually capture the thing they're meant to be adapting. But I also do slightly miss just like Here's some absolute nonsense that just vaguely fits the name that we were given, and we're cashing in. So I'm, I'm yeah, the here's least... here's Mario, I guess. <laughs> Mario, kind I, of... I, I think it is. Look, so, he's got the hat on. It counts. Yeah, I, I'm the least gamery here. So, I'm, I'm. When does Mario become fully formed? Mario is that 64? Yeah, I guess it's 64. Okay, because then yeah. you've got the voice. The world, the world is in 3D and it's like visually that's how it looks sort of from that point onwards. Maybe Mario RPG as well. Which is a yeah. couple years before 64 and again it would have had a bit more of like some talking and whatnot. I guess not as a mainline game it would have quite been as... But then like then you get to like the DS and Wii and like the new Super Mario Brothers where it's like the Mario in the games, the Mario on the birthday cards, the Mario on the... The Mario, Mario at Pilot. the Olympics. Yeah, it's the exact. It's the same Mario. He's like Mickey Mouse. He's a brand. That's why these days I'm excited when something does something a little bit different with him. Yeah. 
the one the one thing I wish, like I Nintendo want to bury this film as much as they can. I wish they were more willing to like give it a little bit of love. Like on in Odyssey, he has like a hundred different costumes. Why couldn't one of them have been the jumpsuit from this film? Mm. Or they could like, do it's, like it's thirty years ago at this point. It's not going to hurt there. I, I mean, financially to remind how cool would it be if they did do like the side scrolling like retro film adaptation like mario game yeah, I mean, i'd love that that would be highly amusing now you know again yeah. with that like, like that mortal Kombat style photo rendering that that'd be great did this have a i guess this didn't have an adaptation because nintendo cared so little about this i think it had a tie-in game as was the the th- sort of way things were back then if it might have had, had like movie. a tiger electronic one or something but... yeah I, could have, I think I yeah, it had a range game. of action figures and stuff yes and I would love to buy a few of those mm-hmm. they're probably a fortune now yeah but I, yeah I'd love to get like a I guess it would have to be Super Mario World style done in, in the in the visual vocabulary of this movie that would be great fun so <laughs> uh, the in Japan Super Mario All Stars was released to kind of tie in with the film but I don't think they made one explicitly Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, I guess just release normal Mario cuz yeah. Mm-mm. The the IP machine just wasn't revved quite as much at this point in time. Cuz yeah, you got you got all those Batman games after the movies. That that kind of thing. That's why I yeah. went for this. Yeah. But yeah, the, the the um Street Fighter no, Street Fighter did get a tie-in game to the movie. That was right. like digitized actors like you're thinking of, Matt. You know, it was a hot mess if I remember too. Like nobody played that one. Yeah. I mean, why would you play that one? Street Fighter Two's right over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah. If you haven't, well, ha- I hadn't seen it until this week, so yeah. You know, I'm I'm not regretting that. Although I was confused a few times, but that but it's 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 a movie that confuses you in fun ways, and then makes you feel smart because it has so many like just like balls out stupid lines in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like you just it, it 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 makes you feel good. It makes you feel smart. You know, if you're, if you're feeling down one day, this is a good movie for you because you'll be like, these people are drunk and stupid. Yeah. Also, it's literally just if you just Google watch Super Mario Brothers nineteen ninety three, the first result is the film. So oh. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good it's a good out. time. It's it's a very much like a brain off film, which I quite like. Like yeah, I hate thinking. <laughs> thinking's what got me into all these messes why would i think <laughs> more <laughs> thinking's what's ruined most of my life um but the, what yeah it's just it's a total brain off film it's got like some really fun bits in it it's got some interesting ideas and it's it's a nice different take on mario um and it also just has dennis hopper going absolutely ham in it which is great mm-hmm. it's like you know De- dennis hopper in this is like Anthony Hopkins and Dracula, <laughs> the yeah. Francis Ford Coppola Dracula. I think they're one in the same. Like they're just having the time of their lives. It was great. Oh, Anthony Hopkins in Transformers Five. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'll support that one. Um, right. I guess it's time to go ahead and jump on that flag. Yep. Yeah, I guess we're winding down. Do you have anything you want to plug, Zoe? Um. Nope. <laughs> uh, you can find me on my Twitter account, which is Tech Noir with an L instead of an I. Um, 
I post images of rats and my opinions on various things. And, and that's you will get it, a really. lot of Super Mario Brothers movie content, I can guarantee you. will you get that. a lot of content from that kind of thing. <laughs> I guess I'll do our plugs. Uh, oh, I should plug. I recently finished doing 35 second reviews of the 35 years of Mario platformers. So find those on YouTube if you want. Um, and possibly this is the last episode of this podcast. <laughs> well, Do you want to yeah. explain why that is, Matt? Yeah. Um, one, I, I think we're, we're, we'll catch up on our franchises. We got some Transformers. We got to do five. We got some Trek to do. So keep the feed around. You'll see something there at some point. But the if you want to do our weekly thing, same thing we do, just the uh, same format, but we're changing our focus a little bit to um, the, the new podcast will be called Film or Filth? Question mark. The Citizen Kane of Podcasting. There's some sci-fi in there, but the, the thing is we're going to look at the top 100 and the bottom 100 movies as ranked on IMDb. Super Mario Brothers is not in the bottom list, by the way. But uh, <laughs> so we have... Good. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're going to start off. And, and one thing is because, you know, we always have to think like, what do we want to do? What do we want to do for the Sci-Fi Sanctuary? It's been lots of fun. But that's like, you know, sometimes we have to force ourselves to watch... Uh, the human centipede too you know we we're just not going to do that on our own so mm. the, the the first two films for this for example is uh akira kurosawa's ikiru followed by 2001 a space travesty so that that's going to be the way this ship runs <laughs> well i guess we'll post the first couple episodes on this feed and we'll be all over social media whatever if you're interested you'll find it and for that, I guess, uh, head to the Patreon of Podcastio Podcastius, where we do all this stuff. So, yep. So we're, we're not we're not uh, derailing the train. We're just uh, giving a new paint job, basically, which also we're requires just, a we're switching paint. to a different track to make sure that we hit more people who've been pushed on the tracks. Yes, yes, yes. We're we're we're, we're going to be monsters on the um on the the what is it called the the trolley problem the trolley problem. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, so flag till yeah, then. Big trust the fungus. On. Trust the fungus. <laughs> I'm not sure I trust the fungus. Okay. and filth, the citizen king of podcasting.